podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets. Interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Monop. Well, another week in quarantine. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. It was a little hot here in the past week, but it's cooled down, which is great because, uh, I don't know, wearing that mask in the heat's not too much fun. And I break out like a 13-year-old girl, but I'm um, keeping that mask on, keeping safe. Still so many articles coming out about how our industry will get this all together and get us back to work, but... Uh, the latest is that California is going to be on another three-month restriction, so I have no idea. I'm not even going to talk about it because I have no clue. And uh, I think everyone's just frustrated with how many options we actually have and what it will actually be to get us all back to work. Um, I'm kind of okay with staying home, but I know a lot of people aren't. I want to again thank Adam Rao for last week's episode um, talking about the best designs of the decades brackets. I got really great feedback on those brackets and how fun the episode was and funny. So thank you, Adam, for that. Also, a couple new reviews popped up on iTunes. Thank you so much for that. The whole game of getting the podcast notice and subscribers, it's like, it's like a lot. It's like a full-time job. It's crazy how important that little subscribe button is and the reviews are to this big podcast game. So thank you so much. And if you have the time, please just click little five stars or, you know, you could be honest. Five stars. That's, that's honest. I I appreciate it. Thank you. So what's one up watching this week? I'm still hanging in there with that Mrs. America. I'm almost watching every episode twice. It's so good. I mean, Hulu's kind of, I'm seriously, they're being a bitch only releasing one a, one a week. I don't, we're in a pandemic. Just give it to us. I, I don't understand the one week thing. I don't know. It's very old school. Um, but it's made so well. The story of the ERA and the anti-ERA, which I did not know about. So I'm being educated while I watch this. I just find it all really interesting and so relevant about the extremes we have in this country and it's so beautifully done and period and even the um the way they shoot it to make it look older I'm just I'm all in started dead to me but I'm only one episode in but uh, I love the look of it Brandy Kalish the set decorator does a phenomenal job on that I I really do love that whole house um what else quickly I did the fourth season of Working Moms which is also on Netflix, did that in one night. But they're quick. They're like 20 minutes long. You zip right through it. There's only eight episodes. not like I'm a crazy person. But any working mom out there, this show is hysterical and completely relatable. I think the first two episodes, the two seasons were really good, and it's drifting off a little, but it's, I don't know, I find it really funny. It's Catherine Reitman, like, produces stars and writes it and um she is Ivan Reitman's daughter and just I think a huge talent. I I uh I think the look of the show is probably really good for the money that they have. Um and it's relatable. I think I think it's a good look. 
Um, I wanted to let you know a couple episodes uh, that we have coming up. I'll have part two of uh, this episode next week. And then I have Bob Shaw, the production designer of like Sopranos, the Irishman. Um, and then I have Corey Lorenzen who does the Goldbergs and uh, Brian Stone Street coming up who does basically every award show that you have watched <laughs> in the last 10 years. So yeah, a uh, lot of great interviews coming up. So I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy them. On this episode, I speak with production designer Ingino Caballero, which I pray I am pronouncing that right. I doubt it, but I, uh, what a man. I really hope I'm doing him justice. I have not met him. He was very kind to do this interview. Uh, he started out designing music videos and then moved from set decorating to production designing. He talks about developing his skills in his project, how he collaborated with Guillermo del Toro on Pan's Labyrinth, how he used certain color palettes in that film to distinguish the fantasy scenes. Just a beautiful conversation about that. He talks about his current show, Cortez, uh, shutting down for the pandemic and his passion of the project and a very personal relationship uh, that he has with it. Caballero has been nominated five times for the Ariel Award, which is Mexico's main film award. He has won two. For Roma, he has uh, an Academy Award nomination, BAFTA Award, Critics' Choice Awards nominations for Best Production Design. He has the Oscar for Pan's Labyrinth. Um, and just a very sweet man. The, the voice is like velvet, as you'll see. So um, just a really great interview with him. I'll have part two of that next week where he goes more into talking about Roma and that process and just wonderfully illustrates how he designs things. And it was so truly inspiring to me getting to speak with him and, and then listening to this again. Uh, I'm very thankful that he gave me this time and I learned from him. So I am thankful. Once again, sorry for the meltdown of my twins that you hear in the background. <laughs> um, I don't know. They're pretty happy kids. I think, you know what it is? They're really on the mom stage and because I'm not there, uh, so I hope you enjoy. great I've really had it it's probably more selfish than anything I feel <laughs> so it's been great though and I'm, I'm super lucky that people uh give me any time so <laughs> yeah great um so were you working great, when great. when were you working when the pandemic I was. yeah and how was that scary or were you I was. on location I, 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 would, I would love uh I would I would love to say that I'm still working, yeah. but uh, everything is very uncertain right now. See, yes, I was. Uh, you know, we were in a very isolated place. Uh, we were shooting uh, this uh, this uh, mini series, um, very ambitious project with with Amazon and 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 uh, Amblin um, about the the conquest of Mexico. 
So we've been working from you know, almost a year uh, in the pre-production. It's uh, we we did the whole replicas of uh, you know of all the props uh, and um, wow. and uh, the sets, which are huge, are the the biggest ones that I've that I've done in my career. Uh, and uh, they are they still there so we were shooting just for one week uh, the first week of shooting uh, the first two weeks were supposed to be on a beach that it's a it's it's a beach um, it's, it's called las salamandas or Carreyes, which is a um, you know a very isolated place so we were there prepping for one month all of the people that were there were of our crew that were really not no strangers and um, so we start hearing this uh, mm-hmm. just one week before that they decided to stop it in a very you know in a very abrupt way you yeah. know like uh, we didn't finish even the first week of shooting you know which was a which was kind of a shocking in every sense and sad I, I, we knew that the, what was the idea behind, you know, just the protection of everyone. Uh, 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 but um, but you know how how much you work yeah. in order to get a you know one of these massive sets. No, they're 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 um, months and months of preparation. So we I, we understood and we obviously obviously we 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 agreed that we. But but it, it was kind of a sad. It was kind of a you know one day was full of life, the other day was yeah. uh, empty. Yeah. And and trying to understand how to maintain those sets, uh, you know, for for a certain period of time in order to see what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? I mean the logistics of shutting down a show isn't just turning the lights off. I mean, I worked no. uh, w- once we were done. I still worked another two weeks just on well the rentals and what are we going to do with this you know the scenery and are we holding it and the trucking and now we don't have any trucking to move it so it is i mean we weren't shooting so i can't say like i had that experience but i can imagine how hard it is the logistics of just getting it to shut down that quickly well, I mean, people stayed. They they worked for you know some some of them were for two more weeks you know with a lot of protection and a lot of rules and things yeah. in order to close at least this stage um, you know like um, because you know you had to put plastic. We had the sets huge sets in, in stage. They were so there was really not a problem in the stage. You just close it and give a little maintenance, but but you know it's it's a studio, so it's 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 okay. But then uh, there was uh, some other which are exteriors. Uh, you know we had um, one specifically that that was already you know built and dressed in a location. Mm-hmm. to wrap it. Up. To wrap it up, yeah. and then we had uh, our massive set, which basically is the recreation of the of the Mexica City uh, yeah. of uh, you know uh, of, of of the Nochtitlan, which was you know it's a huge, it's a really complex set. So so we need to have uh, you know a lot of construction people covering it up with plastic and you know um, putting a, a special coat in order to maintain it. Uh, 
longer and uh, you know those kind of things and um and then uh but the, the strange thing is that uh, it's not obviously we had some rentals from europe mm-hmm. uh, especially specifically from italy uh, you know that was a you know they closed and they said just keep the things we'll talk later right you know like that kind <laughs> right. of thing everybody so I, I in a certain way was new for everyone yeah. also the, the way of rapping yeah. you know you have to find your own ways you know yeah, yeah it definitely I, I think everyone there was no answers so everyone's just being as open as we can to well we don't know what to do and you don't know what to do so let's just we'll figure it out i think everyone has kind of been cool like that at least on my end too of yeah we don't know either so yeah yeah i mean the real thing is what's gonna happen after this i mean still everything is or a lot of projects are on the air you don't really know what is really gonna happen i'm positive of of uh that this will continue and i'm i'm really really hoping that uh uh um, just because you know we have been you know we have spent a, a, a huge amount of resources in this and a huge amount of time and and it was um it it, it, it is a project that it's important to us mexicans you know like oh, yeah. uh, because the conquest have never been portrayed in a dignifying way you know mm-hmm. like uh, and talking about creativity we're really being uh, you know kind of a uh, rigorous about uh, about the research and not just the research, but uh, also the artistic interpretation of that. Um, and for me, it's great to be. I mean, I was lucky that I was working in Mexico because normally, you know, the eighty percent of my time I would be in, you know, or in Europe, or in LA, or in yeah. New York, and so so being even it was in a location but it's a location that it's flying 45 minutes from home and uh, and actually my kids were with me when mm. we when we close up so so that was a an interesting thing uh, just because uh, we could stay uh, in 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 the location which was a you know a beautiful beach for at least three four days uh meanwhile we would figure out uh what what, what was happening and uh and how we're gonna go back to, uh, to uh, you know back home but um but i was really lucky that it was that and that started with roma you know before roma i have not shot a film in mexico from i think almost in 10 years you know, like a, yeah. or something like that. I was I was shooting outside because you know Mexico City. In Mexico City, there was not a lot of uh, projects. Uh, so so or or there were certain projects that that uh, um, that were cool, but the the, the other ones that were offered outside were yeah. you know more more interesting or something like yeah. that. So at the end, uh, I, I went out uh, f- uh, for many years uh, from Mexico City. So so Alfonso brought me back uh, to do Roma and I had a wonderful connection uh, with, you know, with my city again. You know? okay. So so that that started there and now, and you know, and it okay. continued up to, to this project too. And then... Did you, I mean, I would love to get into Roma. It's such a love letter uh, to the city and the people. I mean, it's it's just stunning, that film. Um, I wanted to ask first, uh, how did you get into the business? How did you start in, in all this? Oof, 
uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit by chance, like everyone yeah. in, 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 in back in those days. No, I knew that I loved cinema. Mm -hmm. I knew that I loved um, um, uh, arts as well. So, but I was not really clear on what to do. Actually, uh, I, I, I started to, to my school as a lawyer, oh, you know, wow. like, a, but, uh, but then, uh, you know, uh, so I did my, you know, I did that one semester and then I get into a huge crisis and then I went to Europe uh, um, in which, in, 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 and I study history of art and uh, and history of cinema in Florence. So I I was there um you know for for almost 3 years. When I went back to Mexico, I was in in that crisis, you know, what should I do if I really want to pursue a career in in the visual, you know, in, in let's say in, in 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 the film, but back back then in Mexico, mm -hmm. uh, thinking that you could survive making films was almost, you know, uh, um, impossible. Just mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, there, there were, you know, it's a huge country, and we were making seven, eight films a year back then. You know, right. like so that's nothing really. Right. You that's, know? Yeah. So. Nothing. Now, now we're doing 160, 170 films, but it's been, you know, a constant, you know, um, battle uh, since since then. Uh, just in in the way we produce cinema, because it's a very different way we produce cinema in our countries. I mean, in certain countries in Europe or Mexico or Latin America, than 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 in the states, just because. Uh, we don't have a, a solid industry, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a, a healthy industry. So we depend a lot of uh, uh, funds, you know, um, uh, and um, are there and that, uh, are there state like sound state? Is there like a studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a studio system there, like one or two studios. Well, I mean, but not like they're not. We together. have stages because yeah. we have stages because we had a golden era. Of Mexican film, film back in the you know fifties and sixties. So the main studios that we have mm -hmm. um, uh, come from the sixties. They're beautiful. They're 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 big. They're they're interesting. Um, um, but then obviously I'm I'm thinking I'm talking about film industry. Industry. But uh, but uh, you know. Um, there's been a lot of television always, and then we produced a lot of film. There, there, there was, you know, on on the seventies, eighties, and nineties, there was a lot of studio Hollywood films that came to shoot to Mexico. You know, like a lot of them. So, you know, uh, there's facilities that were built uh, or were maintained or were created by 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 that and. Uh, now, now we have, uh, you know, we have uh, a series of studios, and yeah, now, now we're we're doing a lot of, um, you know, a series in in Mexico. It's it's it's, it's thriving it's, it's now. It's a healthier it's a yeah. healthier uh, situation that that the one uh, of twenty five years ago or almost thirty years ago when I started, you know, like or twenty twenty something. But uh, but um, so my friends, uh, they were. Some of them were stu studying communication or cinema, mm -hmm. and uh, and um, 
and and uh, we we were we had a lot of friends in the music uh, scene in Mexico back then. You know, like uh, we we all you know played in some rock and roll bands, and, <laughs> and suddenly when I came back back uh, from from Europe uh, with my own you know with my own luggage, let's say of knowledge. Uh, um, some of my friends start to do music videos for some other friends. So, so the music videos were an important start up in mm-hmm. here. You know, it was the MTV. Yeah. Uh, you know, the MTV huge. period. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. creative, and you were able to do so much. They were so popular. And... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was that was the big, you know, the big request was that just to be extremely creative. You didn't have a lot of resources, but you had a lot of freedom and a lot of possibility of creation. So we started to make, you know, some videos, and and suddenly we became a successful group in that in that sense. You know, I I was uh, in the first in my third video, I won an MTV award for production design, uh, and uh, what song so, was it? So what, it? What was the song? It was a, it was called Chilanga Banda. It's a music video from a Mexican band oh, that was ex- extremely popular back back then. So uh, is your the, the is your moon is, <laughs> is your moon mm-hmm. man next to your Oscar? Is my what? Is yeah. your your moon my, my man? Moon not. Actually, my moon was kept by the producer, oh. and I and and I, we had a huge fight for that. Yeah. Uh, then I did not, uh, you know. But I, that was in in that moment. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> I was not 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 in the position that I am at. And, yeah. And then you know, I just. Uh, I, I I just I just let it pass. Yeah. One day I will recover it. <laughs> yeah. But um, you, know, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, and then we, you know, and then from there, um, some friends started also to do, uh, you know, a lot of shorts uh, in the school of cinema. They need to do this, you know, short films. So we start doing also a lot of short films as well. So I found myself, you know, very. Very, very quickly in a in a creative position, and then I knew that I needed to because I really wanted to make cinema, and uh, that was not really. Um, um, well, I thought that it was not. If I would just keep doing, you know, commercials yeah. or music videos, it will be. A, a complete uh, a, 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 a complete road for me, a complete a different path for me. So I started to make cinema as an assistant of of many production designers. Back mm-hmm. then, I was very young, and and I worked with three or four that were working uh, in in cinemas. Obviously, the conditions were uh, not uh, they were they were not the best. But then I found uh, Brigitte Broch. Brigitte Broch is a production designer. Uh, um, and the set decorator, um, she did uh, Moulin Rouge. She was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. also. From she got an Oscar, I think, for Moulin Rouge, maybe, or uh, and uh, and and uh, for Romeo and Juliet that we made together. So so I was um, I was working with her for you know some years as uh, I was his uh, his set decorator mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, and then I did props too with her, and you know we were a group of young guys that were were working with her, and um, so we so she brought us to 
to Romeo and Juliet, which was the first big industrial film that I witnessed. You know, that was back in, I think, 1994 or something like that. I was 22 years old or something like that, mm-hmm. 23. And um, and it was a, a blast. It was a huge experience, a beautiful experience working with, uh, you know, with Baz Lerman and Catherine Martin. And, and I really learned a lot. And I, 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 I knew that my work um, was really, you know, doing a difference in the result of the film. So I felt very comfortable and very happy and uh, very inspired. And then I learned also that uh, that there were another way of making films that you could, you know, that you can dream higher or, or that you can aspire to something a little bit more, you know, complex or unexpected. Uh, and um, so, so that was a huge... Uh, school for me and then and after that i started doing my own films uh, uh as a as a, um, as a production designer first uh, locally in mexico then i did uh, some projects in latin america and that led me uh, you know to spain and to guillermo del toro and to you know what what to the the crazy thing that happened uh um, afterwards, oh, also I did. To, I went to do some film to the states before, um, before I, I, I was uh, before I, I did the uh, Pants Labyrinth. I, I I I worked in in a couple of films in in, in California. Yeah, I mean, no, before that, small films, not as a production designer. Uh, I, I was uh, uh, an art director back then. Too. And then, and then when when I started to do my own films, uh, um, it was again very hard to leave from, you know, that to get your income, yeah. your full income from from filmmaking. So I combined it with the uh, with the commercials, with uh, some advertisement, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and suddenly the advertisement, um, it was beautiful because it led me to certain tools and certain scale that it was very hard to see in the films. You know, I was uh, very young and we were really building stages and stages and stages for commercials because that was a, I would say, a golden era for, you know, for for advertisement. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot from from there too. It gave me a lot of tools. But then it was, um, then it was uh, very natural that, that cinema started to, you know, to get to require more time, more, you know, more thought. Yeah. And, um, and also I was trying to develop, sorry, there was a, there's an alarm that it's bothering me here. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> so do you hear the alarm? But do you hear I, me well, right? I bear, I can barely hear it, but that's okay, so, But you can hear me well, right? Yes. Yes. You're clear. You're clear okay, now. So. Yes. So, so, so then I started to develop my own, you know, my own language to do, you know, like, what do I want to do in this, in this business too? And and with my films, with my creation, uh, uh, and, um, and obviously, uh, the things that you've learned from the, um, great directors that I, uh, work with, I, I've been extremely lucky to work with the, you know, with people that I'm uh, that I admire a lot and had that you know I that I've received a lot of uh, 
you know, lessons from there, uh, you know, from the use to, of visual effects from Alfonso to the way uh, uh, you look to space from Jim Jarmusch, mm-hmm. you know, from this marvelous uh, um, blast of creation of Guillermo del Toro, you know, and I work with Alejandro González too, you know, yeah, and, and Bayona, which is a persistent and a very clear storyteller. So each one of them, uh, you know, always bring things and... Is it and, hard, uh, though? Is it hard to work with a director like Guillermo, like, who already had so much visual... Uh, ideas and I mean he is uh, such a fantastic uh, sketch yeah. artist and and had it I would assume had it all in his head already and knew really what he wanted is that hard then to get your input in there you know um, it's challenging definitely yeah. but you know the beautiful thing is that at, at least on my uh, you know, on my experience with him, we're close friends now. We did together the, the exhibition for him. I I, I designed, the exhi- curated and designed oh, an exhibition for him, which was an amazing experience too. And uh, but in when you know when we started Pan's Labyrinth, he did not. I mean, it was in 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 Canfield Canf- Festival. We went to present uh, a film. It's called Chronicas, in which mm-hmm. he was the producer. Uh, the film that we did in in Ecuador, and and you know he and Berta Navarro, uh, the producer, also they they thought of me of, of, for the next film of Guillermo. They they saw that uh, you know that I had a. You know something that uh, that they that they liked, and uh, so so Guillermo told told me uh, I want to have dinner with you, and in, in in that was in 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 Cannes, and during two hours he told me a beautiful story, the story that you know with a lot of details, uh, you know with a lot of connections, mm-hmm. with some visual information, um, uh, but especially the story, no. Uh, meanwhile, he has he was having dinner, so it was a complete feast for me, you know, like just to, <laughs> to, to see him, you know, yeah. talking and eating. And <laughs> meanwhile, I was there, like uh, I couldn't, I barely could move, you know, like I was making <laughs> ma- making some notes and and uh, and trying to to. And then he finished, uh, you know, the, the meal and the story at the same time, and he said, "Well, I need to go," you know. Um, but I haven't, I haven't written the script, so I have this story, but I, I, I don't have a script. So I will look for you when I have the script. Wow. You know? Yeah. And then left me there, you know, in the, in the table, you know, <laughs> and uh, so I was like, ah, uh, okay. So how the hell am I going to do this film? Yeah. You know, I would, I. I had not not a lot of experience. I was very young, well, very young on my on my mid twenties. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done a film in Spain for that moment. I haven't. I I knew. I know the the story of the civil war of Spain for family reasons, but uh, but I'm I was not an expert on it, and especially I have not done fantasy, or pure fantasy. You know, so. So, so it was a, 
I, I, I said, well, I, I, I must really work in this. So I quit everything that I was doing, um, you know, little projects here and there. And I took the, let's say, five to six months that Guillermo took uh, to write the script, uh, to research and to put myself and my mind yeah. in the project. So, so I did um, the result of that research. You know, the research went. In, I, I went. Uh, you know, to certain libraries that Guillermo, I knew that Guillermo uh, liked in Paris. I went to to Krakow to go to Auschwitz and Birkenau. I went to Spain uh, to, to, you know, to, to go to the places uh, that, that I already knew some of them, but that, then I went to, to, I went back to Portugal, to La Quinta de Regaleira, where, where, where you know, where the, 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 um, uh, the well, you know, it's inspired. So, you know, all of these things, I and I went into a deep historical research. You know, me as a, as a, as a historian, let's say, you know, or yeah. art historian, I have a, you know, a very specific method of, of, of researching. And uh, so I went deep in, in research. And when Guillermo came to me and said, this is the script, I gave it, I gave to him, you know, a book with all this reference, an object that it's it's there. You can see it uh, somewhere in 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 the in it's published some in a couple of places uh, in, in 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 the in the web, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's an object that somehow reflects what I wanted to do with the film. So or what I thought it was. So Guillermo saw it and said, "This is a great." you know, tool for, 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 for talking. And, and he already had some drawings as well. So it was a, a real interesting collaboration. You know, it was not, no, not imposing at all. And, um, and I knew that, uh, that um, Guillermo had very clear certain images, but there was a lot of a uh, chance for, you know, filling those other gaps with what we have researched and 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 what we had, and uh, and it was very challenging film. Yeah. You know, shooting Pan's Labyrinth was probably one of the most difficult things in my career. You know, it was hard for everyone. Uh, it was hard because of the conditions. It was hard, hard because nobody at the beginning believed in the film. No, like it was too strange for the Spanish. You know, producers at the beginning, and but then they really stood up, and it was it was an incredible uh, end of the process. I but re- we were all tense, uh, and uh, hmm? oh, I was I rewatched it this week. I mean, I I think I've seen it a couple times anyway, but I I wanted to rewatch it, and to me, the the color in it and the the yes. depth. And the the um, real emotion that you get out of of the color and the darkness of yes. I, I just is so gorgeous. And then I you know, it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we have a you know we 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 really put very strict rules with colors and shape. You know, we really wanted to difference both words and uh, 
and and to mirror them somehow, you know. So and uh, so that's why you know we choose uh, you know this cold palette for reality, and you know and the warm palette for the for uh, you know for the fantasy that's supposed to be the most scary, but at the end it is the ref mm-hmm. the refuge. The, or the shelter for this girl so so you know there's a lot of uh, you know levels of connection and difference like one of the things that nobody really understood at the very beginning uh, is why we were building up that many furniture you know mm-hmm. like uh, because at the end a lot of the furniture that it's on the film mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's built from scratch you know, and why it was built from scratch? Because we really wanted to change the scale. We wanted to have it a little bigger mm-hmm. and with a certain code of, of, you know, of shapes and things. So we found uh, a, a beautiful furniture from the north of Spain that w- would have certain quality that uh, that we liked. And and we use it as a, that as a base. But we made a lot of, you know, specific furniture for for the film um um and then and, uh, and then uh, one part of the story and that was a very wise decision i think from guillermo mm-hmm. um one part of the story uh, of the original story was happening in a train station so that you know the the the, the mother and and ophelia would come um Instead of a, a, in a car in the middle oh, of the forest, these ruins at the mm-hmm. beginning, no? Yeah. Uh, she, she would come in a, in a train and, and arrive to a train uh, station after the war, you know, so we will see you know, the remains or let's say the damage that the war, mm. the, the war has, uh, has brought to it. But then, you know, we scouted some train station. We had some production problems, you know, about about that. And and, and, and then Guillermo was thinking and thinking a lot in, in this and saying, you know, if we keep everything in the forest, it works. The story works more like, a, you know, like a like a classic tale, like. Right. You know, once upon a time, there was a mill in the middle of a forest. And in that forest, we see a girl coming. So so everything can work with their with its own rules. And you can somehow break them or, you know, establish the rules yourself. Um, not that you cannot do it in in uh, in a. Uh, in, in some other film that it has, uh, you know, some more realistic uh, sets, but um, but it definitely helped to keep it contained in you know in that sort of a you know a fairy dark fairy tale um, uh, context, you know, like uh, uh, so so it was a very interesting move, um, and then we we were very strict with the as I said with the rules that we put like for example uh, in the north of Spain where the story took place or takes place the the forests mm-hmm. are beautiful they're like chestnuts and you know ma- very magical very yeah. organic very scary in a certain way right right 
and um, and green and so, lush and very like yes, like but, a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, and green and thing. But then when we scout those ones, we we we, we had before we had established the idea of of you know reality has to have a lot of angles straight lines sharp things there is not very organic you know like it's cold is it, mm-hmm. it is really aggressive to her and then fantasy is organic is embracing is is uh, you know it's it's sheltering it's 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 warm at the end mm-hmm. so so then we made this question okay we have these beautiful locations of of this forest that didn't end up in the film no like that was the first intuition was to look for this beautiful forest on the north of spain and then we decide well no the forest the forest belongs to the to the reality not to the fantasy so we cannot have this you know we cannot have this this uh, beautiful location just because we decided that the rule has to be that one so we went to look for a, a pine forest, which has these straight lines and you know massive trees yeah. and this kind of thing, so we found another a, a, a one that it's the one that it's in the film that is beautiful too, but but it's beautiful in a different way. Yeah. So it has a lot of straight lines, and just because the pines are straight, almost spikes, you know, in a certain way. And and when she's running and the camera is moving. It definitely get you definitely get the sense that it looks like a jail, yes. you know, like the bars of a jail. Yeah. So, so this this sort of uh, decisions are the ones that I think made the difference. Obviously, we went to this forest that we chose, and it was beautiful when we scouted it. And then it was the driest <laughs> uh, year in fifty years in Spain, whatever. And then when we were mid mid Mid, mid building either you know at the half of a uh, of the build uh, the forest that was beautiful green and thing start to the ferns start to you know went yellow and then died and then everything you know started to really change in a most is scary way so we end up painting a lot of the forest mm-hmm. and adding our own fake uh, uh, you know yeah, you bring in, you bring in trees. You bring in trees to the forest. <laughs> we we end up bringing the fer- ferns. For Most instance. of the ferns that you see are plastic ferns. Oh. No, I don't want it's magic. Movie magic. That was so terrible. Yes, no. I did notice too. Uh, what I I guess I didn't pay attention to it before. or Didn't remember was there is such textures on the walls, and. And how that, uh, as a child, to see this, like, place that you're being brought to, and I I don't know, I didn't notice it before, but I noticed it in this viewing of all of your, like, paint layers being peeled away and and how significant that is to the story. I just thought it was, like, such a nice little uh, sort of design detail that you had in there. It was just beautifully done. Well, I'm obsessive with the scenic paint. I have to say, it's a, it's a, it's. I, I'm a nightmare with my art directors <laughs> about my scenic painters. No, like I, I, they, they really hate me because you know the first thing that I 
talk with them when I met them is, hello, how are you? Very nice to meet you. Who's your, who will be our cynic? <laughs> you know, that, that is... That is the that is the big question for me. Well, it's okay. very important. It's a it's really really important. <laughs> Not having good painters and being able to get the that color and that texture and it's and quickly, it's uh it's a really important job. In our, in our me, me, I enjoy painting a lot too. So so you know I'm I'm a passionate about that uh, and so and I've developed a nice way of speaking with with my crew in general because at the end it's what we do. Mm-hmm. No, we try we, we 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 try to convince the people to to get into 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 your mind and 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 uh, and 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 you know bring the best thing that you crew can can bring to the project too, but uh, uh, also explain them why do you want certain things? You know, like uh, what are the reasons for certain decisions behind? And I do speak with painters a lot about story more mm-hmm. than textures itself mm-hmm. which i which i uh, you know which i enjoy to, to speaking about textures but also what is the story of this wall what had happened here you know uh, th- those kind of things that uh, that allowed you to go to you know to another place yeah. you know and yeah. and I, I i i i you can see it in my films my films are always um, you know Scenic paint has an imp- an, a, 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 an important uh, storytelling uh, um, behind, and also is the reasons uh, you know is the way I work with set decorators too. You know, like I, I love um, to to let people work, and but I question a lot why every every everything, and I try to explain that it's not about you know personal taste. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I've noticed that my personal tastes have changed a lot within, you know, within the years. In 20 years, I I hate what I loved 20 yeah. years ago, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> and the only thing, and the only, I, even in my, you know, in my own uh, personal, you know, taste as a, as a, you know, as a mo- as a movie buff, as a movie consumer, yeah. you know, like uh, uh, the things that I r- liked before, and now a lot of them, I I feel that they're, you know, that they don't have truth, or they, they or they or they have a you know a, 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 something artificial, yeah, and. Uh, that's and 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 I suppose that that's that's, that's normal. That's normal yeah. part of the process. But uh, but what I think is that um, but but the only way the only way to the only way that I've developed in order to to for your film or your proposal in a film not getting old is mm-hmm. not putting specifically what you like, but what the story needs and i know that a lot yeah. of people talks about that but, but there's there's a there's a way of doing it and and i i i'm still fighting still fighting with the, the way of 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 bringing that um uh, always to you know to a next level of 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 of, of transmission you know at the end for me um everything is reduced in 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 in, in 
in in make film the audience in in, in you know in 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 pr produce certain feeling if give a little bit of 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 um, yeah of bringing emotions in, in 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 the audience that's that's the whole thing for me Could you just listen to that voice forever? I mean, read me the phone book. Oh my gosh. Um, again, uh, listening to the process that he had with Guillermo del Toro on Pan's Labyrinth and creating this with all of his input, I just think that's very valuable to anyone trying to connect with a director and really having your own input and yet respecting what the filmmaker already, you know, has put into it. Funny enough, he didn't have a script when he told him that, but that is probably even more dangerous because then it's all in his head. So, so, uh, so at part two, um, get ready for speaking about Roma, and um, it's it's good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anything away. So in all this extra time. Uh, I have on my hands. I've been putting together some of the podcast clips to video on YouTube. So if you search Decorating Pages Podcast on YouTube, you will see the clips I have posted. And please subscribe. It's a nice little visual to go along with some of the conversations of the podcast, like the hero props that Gabe Perillo uh, made for The Good Place. She describes those and gave me some behind-the-scenes photos to put along with it. Also, I put a little snippet of David Grotman, production designer, talking about that color green in the film Doubt, that beautiful color green. So I hope you check it out. I also have the videos on the website, decoratingpagespodcast.com. If you have any questions for me, please hit me up. If you have any suggestions of designers, decorators, prop masters, anyone you can think of, um, hit me up. Reach out to anyone. I got no shame. I hope you got a miracle. I'm Kim Wan for Decorating Pages. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floaty, Luxury Cool Floats, Buddha Mikigata. Available now at stogiefloaty.com.